The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to Passion, a show all about love, sex, and relationships. Tonight, we have got the Millennial Panel. And this is happening because when Dr. Lori's away, I like to bring in experts on topics, seeing that I'm not a doctor myself. I'm going to bring experts, subject matter experts. So every single month, we have the Boys Club, which is all the guys older than millennials. Then we have the Passion View, which is the ladies who are older than millennials. We have Teen Talk, where we focus on issues that relate to teenagers and sexuality. And then we come to the millennial panel, where we like to put together a panel of really cool Montrealers who are doing amazing things, you know, actors, singers, entrepreneurs, people who just live passionate lives. It's not, I feel like you guys aren't everyday Montrealers and it's always exciting to have really inspiring people in their own sector. So tonight's guests don't know each other. They've never met each other, but they all have their own really, really cool thing going on. I'm going to introduce them in a second, but my name is Paris. Dr. Lori is away until uh, Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, there's going to be a replay of Trouble Tuesday, so you're going to have her voice back on the air. I appreciate her letting me keep her chair warm while she's away. So joining me tonight, we have Benson Cook. He's a CJAD reporter, a newscaster, and a podcaster, I found out today. Yes, that's true. Welcome back to the show. Tell us about this podcast. Oh, yeah. So this is a podcast that uh, um, a friend and I launched uh, at the end of January. Uh, it's called Unfiltered. Uh, uh, kind of aims to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gay. The, my other friend who hosts the podcast is also gay. Uh, so the, the the aim of it, as we call it, is to peel back the rainbow curtain and look at kind of the more uh, off the beaten path. And uh, What's it called? Uh, it's called Unfiltered. And where can people find it? People can find it at any podcast, uh, any place that they get their podcast. It's spelled Unfiltered without an E. So it's unfiltered and then apostrophe D. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here tonight. Mm -hmm. Then we have Shireen Giyahi. She is the creative director and owner of Shireen Giyahi Events. She specializes in luxury weddings, which is very apropos because we're going to have some wedding and relationship related topics tonight. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Shireen Giyahi. That's S-H-E-R-E-E-N-G-I-A-H-I or Shireen Weddings. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're like, before I have to reveal something before the show. She's like, I'm nervous. I'm like, literally, you're talking among friends. That's what you're going to find tonight. So welcome to the program. It's her first time on air. We'll go easy on you. We thank promise. You, you. <laughs> then we have Miss Christina Rizzo. She's a marketing specialist in the music and entertainment industry. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me, Paris. <laughs> So Christina has been on the program before, and she is not necessarily shy, but she's more in, reserved. More reserved in her friendship circles. I feel like she's not as reserved. She doesn't seem like that amongst friends. She reveals all, but hopefully, you'll be comfortable enough to share your perspective with us tonight. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. So tonight we are going to be talking about um, a football player who was accused of rape. We're going to talk about Keith. Urban, 
revealing stuff about his marriage. We're going to talk about marriage and how soon is too soon to get married. But I wanted to start off talking about cheating and breakups that arise out of cheating. So this obviously... If, if anyone follows entertainment reporting recently, Khloe Kardashian's longtime um, boyfriend and also the father of, of her daughter repeatedly cheated on her. And so finally he cheated, allegedly cheated with Khloe's sister's best friend. And now there's been a follow out. The thing is that this best friend had been in this family for, you know, over 10 years. They were very close. And there's this whole story of following and unfollowing. And again, I don't want to focus on Chloe's story. I want to focus on just real life because in today's society, when you date someone, you almost date their families in the sense that you just become connected on social media. You take shared family vacation pictures, shared event pictures. Everyone's tagged in these pictures. And often I find when you want to break up with someone, all these things come into play like, oh man, like I can't be that close with their cousin anymore. Or how do I, you know, tell the mom that I'm so close with and we hang out? When do I unfollow? the brother or the sister that I'm so close with. I'm wondering if that's something that any of you have dealt with and if you feel like or if you've watched friends or relatives go through it, does it come into play or is it a non-issue? I'll start with you, Christina. I was in a long-term relationship um, in my 20s and I feel as though I went through something like that where, you know, when you break up with the person you're actually breaking up with the family in a way as well because you have all these shared memories together you create these very tight-knit relationships you know I've I've traveled uh, with the family members they they kind of became like sisters to me so that was a very difficult time because I knew that the relationships would would change Um, I, I, I had to deal with that and you know with time it passes and uh, there we ended very amicably so there were there were no issues on that front but it was something very difficult for me to to have to accept because relationships had to change and did you unfollow did you have no, to do that you no, didn't we didn't have to do that and when we see each other we're we're genuinely so happy to see each other because okay. we were like family and you know time heals all i think and everyone has moved on at this point so um fortunately we still follow each other and when we see each other we're very happy and so it's a I'm non-issue. Happy with that. No, okay. not an issue. Shireen, sh- non-issue or issue? Um, for me personally, a non-issue because um, I've been through something similar as well. Luckily, the person's family is amazing, and we were able to keep an amazing relationship. Obviously, you have to set boundaries. You know, at what point, like, is it not okay to go see that person anymore? You know, like when you're moving on specifically, um, but. I know of situations where it gets bad and you have to unfollow everyone because like mentally, like when you break up with someone these days, it's it's not like you're never going to see them again and you can forget about them. You can block. You have never... to do that okay. in some cases for some people. They need to like completely erase, you know, traces of that person. And I understand that too. Benson? So. I mean... I think I, I think that definitely it's very circumstantial, but like also when my my parents broke up, my parents dated in high school and then broke up and were apart for all of their times in university and then got married after really? that. And when my mother broke up with my father, his uh, his dad used to like they he, basically they used to she used to see my my dad's parents all the time. All the time. And she worked at a shoe store. My uh, dad's father would always come in and he would order uh, order socks from her. And it was a it was a whole thing. So I think that there, there's absolutely a space to, to maintain a, a, a relationship 
um, you know, with 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 other people. At a fast point forward, though. Ex- yeah. Fast forward till now. Hmm. Do you think that would still happen, or do you think it would be too hard to kind of see the person go on? post all the pictures of their their new significant other would you still like it would you still like their pictures comment on their pictures or would you put that on the back burner i I would probably not engage i would probably try to not engage but i I don't think that blocking someone is necessary in most cases i've never blocked an ex before interesting shireen yes or no have you ever blocked an ex no chris Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights, 10 to 11 p.m., talking love, sex, and relationships. Tonight, we're speaking with the millennial panel, Benson Cook, CJAD 800 reporter and newscaster, Shireen Giyahi, creative director and owner of Shireen Giyahi Events, and Christina Rizzo, marketing specialist in the music and entertainment industry. Coming up, we're going to talk about Keith Urban because he said stuff (laughs) about Nicole Kidman that may be too much information. I want to find out from our millennial panel if indeed it was TMI and if they would feel comfortable about their partner revealing such details about them. Your relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. Tonight we're speaking with the millennial panel, Benson Cook, Shirin Giyahi, and Christina Rizzo. Um, I wanted to talk about Keith Urban and too much information. So a while back uh, on the show, we talked about Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman because Nicole Kidman was at the Emmys. Her co-star on the show who plays her husband won an award. And when he went up to receive the award, he kissed her. Well, they kissed each other on the lip in front of um, Keith Urban. So this is the front row of the awards. Uh, Benson and Shireen saw the video. They were both surprised. Shireen is still not over it. <laughs> and Christina's looking at me like, what happened? So yes, they kissed. We'll show you after. But the point of this conversation now is that uh, Keith Urban wrote a song. And it was about Nicole Kidman. The song is called Gemini. And there are interesting lyrics in the song. I'm going to play them. I want you guys to listen. I want everyone listening, listening. <laughs> you can actually join our conversation, 514-800. You can call us at 514-790-0800 to join us by phone. Uh, I want you guys to listen to this song, listen to this lyric, these lyrics, and I'm going to tell you the backstory afterwards. Okay, so if you miss that, the lyrics again go, she's a maniac in the bed, but a brainiac in her head. And I know that everybody knows that she's both. So I think that's sweet. I think it's sweet, too. I think it's sweet, too. I think the fact that he's a celebrity and, you know, that song is going to be heard by millions and millions of people. I think it's sweet that he wrote the song about her. And I think that. I, I just think that it's odd. I think it's odd that he then went and told the whole world. Whenever you're listening to that song, you're listening to what I think about my wife, right? I think that I think it's just odd. So Urban, uh, in an interview with iNews, he said that one of his co-songwriters said to describe his wife and that he's like, it's a fun song. And when he was asked, he just described her fully. He didn't 
he he didn't mince his words essentially uh and he can he confessed that it's actually about nicole and that she loves it so my question to you guys is obviously they're celebrities it's you know he makes a living off his music and obviously finding out that this is about nicole kidman maybe we'll be able to get him more sales on this song or more airplay or us talking about it but i wonder in real life terms if your partner um raved about your you know you being a maniac in the bed in public in social on like let's say you just had a weekend away you went on a vacation and you know your significant other goes on social media whether it's a takes a picture of you and captions it she's a maniac in the bed or she is the best i've ever had sexually insinuates those things how comfortable would you be because your first reactions were that's so sweet but what if this was about you okay hold up (laughs) (laughs) their reality is much different than ours first of all right like they're putting themselves in the light to be exposed to everything you're living your life in the in the public sphere yeah in a case like if that were to happen to me i'd be like i have family (laughs) like yeah my brother is going to beat me when I get home. Like, <laughs> no, you, like you can't. It's just too much, uh, too much information. information. So it is TMI. Yeah. Christina. They definitely spoke about it. And she definitely knew about this song before it went out. You could tell they're very close and um, they have great communication. So she was clearly aware of it. And musicians, um, you know, put their their emotions and their stories and they ink it and they they type it up they they belt it out so it's all part of the creative process right and she was probably having fun with it and okay with it so I think in that context um if it worked for them then then cool um it it worked for them and you know it, it does come back to radio play and and PR and buzz all around it so I think you know everything factors in but I think it's a whole other story if, you know, my significant other would post about our intimacy on social media for everyone else to, to see. I think there would be a definite but, red flag there. But what if your your partner is a social media influencer, for example, and, and that's their thing. They share their lives online. They might not be musicians, but it's a thing. It's a career these days. Yeah, Francis. of course. I mean, of course. But, like, I follow a lot of people who, you know, on Instagram in particular, who make the fact that they're in a couple or, you know, even, like, joint Instagram accounts for a couple or anything. There's still a limit. Right. Like you still like all those all those people that you follow on Instagram that, you know, are all very open about, you know, their love for their partner. I still think it's a little bit gauche to to then start actively talking about your sex life. There's boundaries. There's a boundary. There's definitely boundaries. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11. Tonight we're speaking with the Millennial Panel. We're speaking about Keith Urban who wrote a song called Gemini and in it, it's actually a song about Nicole Kidman and the song lyrics go as such. Part of the song is she's a maniac in the bed but a brainiac in her head and I know that everyone knows that she's both. Uh, we've got a texter who says, when did country get so terribly pop? And somebody else says, what's wrong with that? It's a tasteful compliment. I'd like to know what you think. You can join our conversation. Text us at 514-800 or call us at 514-790-0800 to join us by phone. So is this too much information? Our panel started off by saying it's sweet. And then they switched it when it became about them. I think that it is sweet. I think it's odd. And, like, I also just think about if I saw someone else posting about that on Facebook and it came up in my Facebook feed, it'd be like, oh, that's really nice. 
really weird that I now know that information. It would have made me uncomfortable as the person consuming that information. Not even necessarily as one of the two people in the couple that that post would be about. I would feel just as uncomfortable as someone learning that information. I'm like, oh, I, I don't need to know that. Right? Okay, Christina, you work in the entertainment industry, in the music industry. You might come across Keith Urban one day. Do you feel weird knowing this about him? Freedom of expression. <laughs> I, I would probably smile and giggle a little bit internally saying, good for you, Keith. Happy for, for you. you. Happy for you. I mean, to each his own, right? But I definitely wouldn't would not be okay if something like that was posted about me what has happened in in situations whether you've witnessed it or to yourself that you were kind of like I don't want everyone knowing that about me like maybe personal habits even or funny things that you do I I kind of get in situations (laughs) where like you know what bugs me is that forget compliments or things like that when people post pictures of other people while they sleep I don't know if you guys have noticed that sometimes on social media people share when other people fall asleep and I'm like that is so invasive I find that creepy a bit I don't know. I mean, it depends. Have you on the... done that, Benson? I mean, yeah, and other people really? have done it to me. Yeah, but it's never been to like a significant other. It's always been to like a friend or something. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that it can just be in good fun. I get how for someone who cares very much about how they appear on the internet, as someone for whom you know that does matter to me, I get how it could be a little bit like, oh, but I, I would like to know what I look like before this goes out into the public sphere, right? And so, has that happened where someone's posted a picture or, or a video of you without telling you and then afterwards you were upset about it? Or do you kind of let it go? I've never been upset about it. It, it depends. It depends on, on how many people saw the image, right? And how bad the image was. Wow. <laughs> Ladies, Christina, Shireen, has that ever happened? Do do or Is there courtesy involved? Or do people... Like when people are going to post about you or talk about you, is it kind of understood that they're going to tell you about it? Well, shout out to my friends because there's definitely been embarrassing moments that they've caught, (laughs) but they never posted it on social media. It stayed amongst us in our group chats. Same, girl. Yeah. Those group chats are lit. Yeah. I need to say. Yeah, people are missing out. (laughs) You're not afraid someone's going to screenshot anything? No, I mean, there's nothing too suggestive in there. I just I just think there should be a line between, you know, what you're going to show the world yes, within yeah. your relationship and intimacy. I mean, none of my exes really ever had social media, so it was never an issue. But I would think that, you know, we would speak about it before something like that would go live. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I definitely think there should be boundaries. And I feel like there's layers too, right? There are there are some things that you just keep with between you and your significant other. There are some things that like maybe you would talk about with your really close friends. And then there are things that you post for everyone, including your grandmother that follows you on social media to see, right? <laughs> you can block people from seeing it or hide stories. Oh, like I on know. Instagram, right. I you can hide stories. Have, have you hidden stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, I hide. Oh my God, I'm on radio right now. So they're gonna know. But I hide my, my stories mom, from hi, yeah. <laughs> so Basically. Funny. Somebody just texted in. Uh, we were talking about Keith Urban earlier and the lyrics, some revealing lyrics he wrote about his wife. And somebody texted in saying, I think he was looking for a rhyme for Brainiac. <laughs> Can't believe stiff, proper Nicole is good in bed. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, Somebody else says, I think he should express himself. One life, one true love that goes for everyone. 
Um, it is sweet. It is sweet. (laughs) However, when you think about in the real world, there was also another topic that we discussed where Jenna Dewan and her husband, when they were married, she was sleeping in bed and she was obviously naked, but the way the sheets were wrapped around her, it was, you could tell she's naked, but you couldn't see any private parts. And the topic was, you know, would you put a revealing picture like that of your significant partner, uh, your significant other on your own social platforms? And it was interesting because the panel uh, said, one of the gentlemen on the panel said that they'd actually just gone out with their wife and that it was an evening out and she was wearing a revealing top they were in public and he posted a picture of themselves on facebook and immediately he got a text from his sister-in-law saying take that down so it's sensitivities are you know they could be cultural they could be personal but as the texter said it's uh, one love, and that goes for everyone. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. We're speaking with the Millennial Panel. We're going to be talking about a serious issue coming up. We're going to tone it down a few notches and talk about um, somebody who was accused of rape and then found innocent. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. relationships on the line connect with dr Lori now 514-790-0800 passion news talk radio cjad 800 sitting in tonight is paris mansouri welcome back to the show we've got the millennial panel on tonight while dr Lori is away she's going to be back with you live on wednesday night tomorrow night Trouble Tuesday, we're going to have a replay of our previous program. Coming up, we're going to talk about um, getting married. How soon is too soon to get married after you've met someone? Steve Harvey actually, quote unquote, revealed something uh, that women apparently don't know. So we're going to get that to the panel and get their opinion. But first, I wanted to get serious for a moment. Talk about Sean Oakman. If you follow me on um, Instagram at Paris Mansory, I shared it over the weekend. It's a story about an athlete, a football player. I'm going to read you the backstory because it gets a little heavy. And I think we need a little more facts and just like just a mention of the topic. And I would love your opinion on it as well, because there's a gray zone, but it's also very black and white in certain areas. You can text us at 514-800 or join us on the phone at 514-790-0800. So on February 28th, almost uh, three years after being indicted on second degree sexual assault assault charges, former Baylor defensive end Sean Oakman was acquitted uh, by jurors. He was accused of raping a Baylor graduate. So they were both students at the time. Uh, The rape was basically on April 3rd, 2016 in his apartment. um, And there was an encounter that he claimed was consensual. The woman who accused him said essentially that uh, she has post-traumatic stress disorder that basically there was conf- uh, conflicting testimony. Her her side is that she's been drinking, that she was intoxicated when um, the, the accused assaulted her. Uh, she said that she tried to leave the apartment and he prevented her from doing that. The jury deliberated for two hours before delivering a not guilty verdict. But this happened three years after this gentleman had been in jail. So he's been in jail for three years. And after this time period, he was found innocent. Uh, Now, the other part is that this, uh, the accused was offered a a plea deal during the legal process. So he was offered, you know, a deal to, to admit his guilt. And he, during these three years, has absolutely 
stood by, rejected the plea, uh, plea deal. He said that he's been innocent all along, and now he's been found innocent. Now, the catch is that in 2016, right two weeks before this, before uh, sorry, two weeks after he was accused and brought to jail, he was likely going to be drafted into the NFL. They said that he was likely going to be drafted in the first round, that he would have, you know, gotten a $25 million deal. You know, that's hearsay. Obviously, we can't confirm that would have happened, but he was one of the top prospects. And when he was put in jail and when he was accused, all these opportunities went out the door. So opportunities out the door in 2016, spent three years in jail, pled innocent the entire time, and now is found innocent. And I'm wondering in cases like this, because first of all, we're in a Me Too era where we cannot discredit women who come forward, even when they're, you know, there's not proof or, or they don't have circumstantial evidence that something happened to them. It's, it's a very scary situation if something terrible happened to you, but you can't prove it, but you still want to say it. So without taking that right away from women, we still, I feel like, have to show support for men who are proven to be innocent or who are found not guilty. So I'm wondering, as millennials and as you know, former students or people, I, I believe you're still in university, yes. Benson, um, I'm wondering what your take is. How should situations like this be handled? If you accuse someone and then you, they are proven innocent after having gone to jail, should the accuser then face jail time or have something happen to them this is bad because this gentleman because of this individual has lost three years of their life i'd love your take on it who wants to go on this one first i mean i think that if it is really unequivocal that that person like straight up lied um i think that there should definitely be some sort of uh jail time maybe not jail time but some sort of punishment uh you know i think that perhaps uh settling what can't you sue for defamation? Well, that's it. That's what I was going to suggest. I mean, I think that civil court exists for that reason, right? You know, because you accused me of this, this ruined my life, you know, pay me money, basically, as reparations for it. Christina? I stand by this. Um, everybody deserves a voice, male or female. Everyone deserves to have their story heard and their voice be heard. I think there's always three sides to a story. Perception of person A, perception of person B, and then what actually happened. And the only two people in this world who know what actually happened are the two people who went head to head. Unfortunately, he was wrongfully accused. This this young man lost three years of his life. And it doesn't only affect him. It affects his family, um, people closest to him. So I do empathize with that in the event that this actually didn't happen. And I think what needs to happen following that is that there should be um, free Medicare offered to him, especially in the state. They don't have that Medicare, you know, the services to help him readjust into normal life because they literally just get out of jail and they're just on their own and they have to figure it out. So there should be medical attention that should be given to them for, for psychological treatment and monetary compensation as well so that they can get back up on their feet. So that's that's how I stand on it. Shireen? I totally agree with her, but um, also we don't know. Like the legal like system is so flawed and there's so many mm -hmm. ways out that like you know he was there for three years there was enough evidence to put him in there for three years like i don't know to me it's just do we really know or evidence that was maybe had a blind eye to it that was never brought to court so i feel like in these situations we'll never actually know what happened they're the only two who will know That's and i feel rough. like truth always finds a way to come out 
You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. We're talking love, sex, and relationships. We got serious for a minute there. <laughs> like the tone changed. <laughs> the air got heavy in the room. But coming up, I want to talk about marriage. Is getting married to someone after knowing them for six months too soon? And if it is, how soon is too soon to get married? Or can you get married even after a few months or after a few weeks? Shireen, who's one of our panelists, works in the wedding industry. So she's going to have some perhaps expert knowledge in that front. I'm sure you've had brides who got married way too soon and some who waited really long. I'm curious to see what your take is. It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Welcome back to the program. We've been speaking with the Millennial Panel. Got serious for a minute, but right now... I want to get their take on a more lighthearted issue. A survey, well, according to Steve Harvey, I was watching a segment on his program. They were talking about marriage and getting married too early or not waiting long enough, not getting to know someone well enough. And Steve Harvey had an interesting take on what men think. And I'm curious to get your reaction. But before that... um, says that 56% of men and 54% of women want to discuss marriage dating if, after dating for about six months. So I wanted to know if six months is a you know an appropriate time period. Is it too early? Because on his program, on the panel, they, they're like, six months is way too early. You need a longer period of time. And, and they were saying that, you know, sometimes women, they, they're playing, you know, some, some women are more in a rush, but other women kind of want to factor in a whole bunch of other things. And six months is way too early uh, to find out. So I wanted to get the millennial take. You can let us know as well. 514-800. You can text us. Is six months enough time to get to know someone to find out whether or or not you want to marry them but i wanted you to hear steve harvey's take okay ladies i'm gonna let you in on a male secret something you've never heard before a man knows in six months if you're the oh. one i got news for you we know in six months is you the one we're not gonna tell you this but we know in six months is you the one we, we, we ain't got nothing else for you. I, I promise you we don't. But wait. Be- we are very simple. If you have what we want to offer, if you have, you have to offer what we want, in six months, we know. And then we ain't going nowhere. That's the secret to the whole thing. I want to know, do you agree with what Steve Harvey says? Steve Harvey says men know within six months. Do women know within six months? And is six months too soon? Benson, you've been like... I, I, you don't agree? I mean, well, I, I guess I do in the sense that, like, the one is, like, a person that you have really strong feelings for. But, I mean, and I also guess that I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I guess yes. Like, I wouldn't stay in a relationship with someone longer than six months. If, if it wasn't I, going towards it, marriage? Well, no, not necessarily that. I mean, if, if it's real, right? I mean, like, I, I, I don't even necessarily know if I am a person who is uh, oriented towards marriage generally. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to be in a very committed, serious relationship with someone. Right. And so like, that's not an, that's not an end game for me when I'm seeing someone, I'm seeing someone because I want to be with them now, not because I want to be with them forever. Shireen, you work in the wedding industry. Have you met couples who've gotten married within six months of getting to know each other? 
of why I think so. Yeah. So um, I've seen both spectrums of things where it's 20 years and then six months. No, I honestly kind of do believe um, when you know, you kind of know. And it's also uh, at the end of the day, it's a decision. Like you make a commitment. Back in the day, our parents after five weeks of knowing each other were getting married and they've been together forever. Right. So I think it's also a lot to do with once you make a commitment, once you find the one like that spark and you just you're at a place where you want to make that commitment you make it have you met brides who were getting married like who urgently call you like shireen i'm getting married and we just met and it was really fast we just got engaged and i want to get married and and does that happen or do you find that people are, are waiting it out i feel like women are actually more conservative on that front lately and i don't know i haven't i can't say I've interesting so happen. the stats so if you're just joining us the stats say that 56 percent of men and 54 percent of women want to discuss marriage after six months of dating uh and it says that uh, basically women want to to wait it out a bit longer to gauge the whole situation christina what's your take on this I don't think there's a magic number or there's a formula. You can be with someone for 10 years or six years and, you know, it can, and get married and it cannot work out. Like you can meet someone and be together for six months to a year, get married and grow together. I, being in my thirties and still single and dating, I think conversations happen a lot quicker. Um, people are more straight to the point from the onset. So I, I, I believe that you can, Especially maybe at a later age, you'll know a little bit quicker if if that person is for you. But again, I don't think there's a magic number. Shadi just texted us saying, I'd say that within six months, we know if she's not the one. But more than that, to find out if she is the one. And by the way, I mentioned Shadi's name because they wrote their name out. (laughs) I think I agree with his point, though. Like, honestly, I I, I think that I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that, 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 that seems correct to me. Like, I it's very easy when I start seeing someone if I know if I want to be with them forever and like, or, or if, what's if, forever or continue well, to get to right. know right. each exactly. other exactly. consistently. Exactly. Like, do I want to continue exactly. to date you? Do I want to continue to date you? It's very easy. Like after one or two dates for me to be like, yeah, no, I, I don't feel anything here. There's no chemistry here, mm-hmm. but I will know the minute. Like I, I think back to every person that I've dated long-term, the minute that I have met them, I have known that this was going to be someone who was very important to me. Right? Agreed. You can tell chemistry immediately. Yeah, it's it's energy. You either feel it or you don't. And it's a like a be- for a best friend too. You yep. you can yeah. meet that person, and she's your sister, and she's you know your soulmate, and and you just know from the onset whether or not something is going to work. Especially amongst friends, which I feel I like you it. guys had never met before, but I feel like there's a vibe yes. between the three of you tonight. <laughs> I want to thank my guests this evening. It's already at the end of the show, but before we leave, I want to get to know them a little bit better. Shireen Giahi, she's a cre- creative director and owner of Shireen Giahi Events. She specializes in luxury weddings. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Shireen Giahi or at Shireen Weddings. Is that the best place to get in touch with you? And what do you do exactly? You organize weddings from beginning yeah. to end? So I do all kinds of events, but I'm specialized in luxury weddings. And yes, I'm, I have different packages, but I do, I'm with you beginning to end. Okay. I'm the person... That will kill for you on your wedding day. I love that. <laughs> so are you like the wedding planner, like Jennifer Lopez in the wedding planner? Basically, that's Okay. That's so <laughs> planning from beginning to end and then you're present on, on, on the day, day of. of. Yeah. And the be- best place to, for people to get in touch with you is? Um, so all my my email, my phone number, you can find it on Instagram, uh, Shireen's Weddings. 
Yeah, that's it. Thank you for being here tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Benton, your podcast. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Unfiltered Gaze. So that's unfiltrd gaze. Um, and you can follow me on social media at Benson H. Cook. And we didn't, I didn't mention this this time around, but you're also, also a reporter here on CJAD 800. Yes, that's my day job. Ca- mm-hmm. It's your day job. And you're also in school. Yes. What of these jobs do you love the most? Oh, I love them all equally for very different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being here tonight. Of course. Christina. <laughs> She's smiling. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to say yes. Uh, you are a marketing specialist in the music and entertainment industry. Any big concerts we should know about coming up? There's so many amazing festivals and concerts coming up. So just be online, stay connected, and and you'll find out about all the great ones. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, And I'm getting a text from Shady. (laughs) He's like, it's not Shady, it's Shady. Shady, thank you so much for texting earlier. Um, I want to thank you all for listening tonight and for joining us while Dr. Lori has been away. She's going to be back with you on Wednesday night. I want to thank Brian Kalisar for getting this show to air. It's been a pleasure. If you want to connect with Dr. Lori before she gets back, you can email her at lori at drlori.com. If you would like to connect with me, you can do so at Paris Mansuri on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've been doing behind the scenes of the show throughout the program. If you didn't get your message across while we were on air, you can totally message us and respond and actually see what these lovely people look like. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. And again, at Paris Mansuri on Instagram if you want to connect. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to fill your life with passion. Just tap your face.